Back with the WMAY Morning News Feed and joined in studio on this Martin Luther King Jr. Day by Springfield Alderman Sean Gregory. Alderman, thanks for taking time with us this morning. How are you doing? All right, all right. Happy King Day to everyone. Absolutely. And a little bit later on this morning, you're going to be heading down to the Wyndham uh, for the uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day breakfast, or is it a brunch? It's a breakfast. It's a breakfast. It's early enough. <laughs> so, um, you know, what does is, what is the, the day mean for you uh, in, in, in this new era uh, that we find ourselves in, uh, faced with all kinds of different types of challenges? Uh, what does uh, MLK Day mean for you? Uh, it's, it's, it's a good day to reflect. Um, you know, I'm really interested in hearing uh, Dr. Pearson's uh, message today with, with new energy. You know, the dream lives on. So, you know, I, I sort of pride myself in bringing new energy um, into the political field here in Springfield and, and certainly for the constituents I represent. So, you know, I always have to reflect on, on, on what Dr. King believed in and, and you know, um, peaceful protest and, and really getting after to change uh uh, the conditions for, for the people he was representing. So you're a younger man. Um, you've uh, grown up uh, in Springfield, uh, kind of hearing about all the history that there is here, uh, seeing even the politics work as uh, <laughs> when you ran for office. Yes, yeah. uh, that was an interesting race um, because uh, even the election uh, was, I, don't, I can't remember how close the election was, but uh, uh, just a, a handful of votes of a difference. Um, so you saw all this play out. Uh, but now that you were an elected official, um, how has your perspective changed on where we're at in society when it comes to race relations, when it comes to equity, when it comes to some of these uh, uh, important issues that we have in uh, in our consciousness? Um, I, I, you know, now sitting in and, and being in, you know, this would be my third budget season, really just seeing that, uh, you know, every corner of society has some some improvements to address in, in, in the inequities. I think that's been, you know, uh, written about plenty of times by scholars and people who are well-respected, you know, across the United States. So, you know, how do we get there? Um, you know, one of the one of the things I, you know, as a young alderman, uh, I was I was told to read was the uh, letter from Birmingham jail from Martin Luther King, where he was getting criticized and going through some things when he was just going down to uh, Birmingham to help. And, uh, you know, in, in his response, it was, you know, uh, you know, normally I don't. Uh, uh, take time to address my critics, but you know I I feel like your criticisms in 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 good faith, and so let me address why I'm here. And you know uh, he broke down really his principles in in in, in getting into things, and one of those was really uh, understanding the facts, um, and and uh, so it directs you into direct action. I think we've seen that here, um, not only in Springfield but across the state and across the country, with some changes in uh, whether it was police reform or um, you know here in Illinois we see. And our black caucus really uh, pushed for some things after the George Floyd thing. So, uh, and and that's really what he stood for: direct action, peaceful protest. Um, and here in Springfield, we definitely uh, exercise. Well, and one thing that um, sticks out for Springfield specifically Absolutely. is how peaceful things were, Absolutely. even during the summer of 2020, uh, when you saw the, the cities across the country. All kinds of damage, police precincts set on fire. I mean, it, it was pretty unruly in some areas. What do you think um, kept things civil here in Springfield? Um, I think leadership. I think, um, you know, leaders from every, everyone from Black Lives Matter to the young young people from Landfair uh, and their group. Uh, um, you know, me as elected official, uh, Alderman Williams, uh, uh, now Senator Turner. Everyone was calling for peace and getting out with with uh, the people because what's the best way to lead is, is being with 
with people. And, and that's sort of the best way to lead is being out there with them. We're talking with Springfield Alderman Sean Gregory here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. It being Martin Luther King Jr. Day, getting perspective from a young black leader in our community uh, and how we uh, advance forward. We'll talk about this program when it comes to the cannabis tax dollars. Definitely want to unpack that a bit sure. to get people sure. to understand what the parameters are and also what's already out there because I, I, I totally forgot that the residential program had already been launched. So uh, we'll discuss that a bit. Um, but what challenges remain here? And, and not just you know nationwide, but even right here in Springfield. You've got a unique perspective being on the city council, seeing how the sausage is made, so to speak. Um, what are some of the uh, the challenges that still remain? Um, you know, I, and one of the things I go back to in that very letter from Berman Joe, he, he, he spoke on uh, not only addressing uh, the things right now, but the underlying issues, the things that, that are driving poverty and, and homelessness. And, um, and and that's, you know, funding and getting people working and good jobs. And, you know, we, we can't quite, quite possibly expect um, people to to survive, you know, as, as uh, we expect today. So really addressing those underlying uh, issues and really, uh, as I say, it's every corner of society, um, really, really looking to address uh you know, any inequities. Um, I say it all the time. Sometimes we make laws and legislation that have unintended consequences. So, you know, with every ordinance or legislation I try to put forth, I try to think of um, the unintended consequences. I did that a little bit with our vacant property registration. Um, I listened to, to, to both sides of it and really try to find a, a common ground because I understand both, you know, uh, homeowners and what they're going through. And, you know, I understand what tenants are going through as far as, um, you know, houses and, and things that are getting a little out of control. Control. So you you gotta um, you know work well at, at, at really um, minimizing the unintended consequences. Well, and and I think something else you touched on there is uh, having a, an open ear and hearing yeah. all sides, uh, being sure to get uh, you know all of the various uh, stakeholders take uh, from those who may be facing eviction to you know the the property owners who. Haven't gotten rent for a long time, you know, Absolutely. hearing all of that and making sure uh, you, you you have that in mind when you're making policy decisions. Um, what about the, the family unit? That's always been brought up when it comes to uh, crime and, and, and poverty issues. Um, what can be done more to strengthen that, that family unit, having fathers in the household, making sure there's role models? Uh, is it uh, finding community-based programs to help with that? Is it uh, reinforcing it just internally in a community, uh, in a culture of sorts? How do we get back to that fundamental? Well, I, I, I think the cusp of it is, is, is like you said, the the, the family um, uh, uh, has to be stronger, and and, and um, you know, so so you know. At, we're coming into election season now and, and things. And, you know, I recently just had a, a conversation with somebody who's running for Congress on on um, things that, that I think will help our community in the Section 8 field with uh, nonviolent felons going back into the home and, and making sure that whatever um, federal laws we have with that, that, that um, those individuals who are returning home can go back to home to their families um, rather than, you know, trying to figure it out all over again. You know, um, <clears throat> you know, I have a know a, a brother that's been incarcerated 12 years you know yeah. um and he'll be getting out you know uh, uh in the fall so yeah. so guess what this is a young man that's you know 18 you know and, and now he's going to be in his 30s and, and going to be getting out so he's got a uh a, a hill to climb and 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 uh society has to be ready to 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 help him do that and 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 that's with you know having housing having a a, a decent job at least uh when he gets out and and, and support from family and, and and friends to help him really get through that and and be back up for Productive citizens. So, 
um, you know, every corner of society, uh, you know, from banking um, to our housing rules and things of that nature, we, we really have to take strong looks at. And um, I think we, we began some of that. I, th- I really, really, really believe uh, many sectors of our society have really taken some deep looks in, in, into their policies and procedures and trying to change them. And, um, you know, day by day, we'll, we'll keep working. 747 now on the WMAY morning news feed. I'm Greg Bishop. We're talking with Springfield Alderman Sean Gregory here on this Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, And I think one of the most well-known quotes from uh, Dr. King was, you know, his dream speech talking about how, you know, we need to focus on the, the, the content of somebody's character, not the color of their skin. Um, have we reached that dream? Have we gotten to that point or are we still seeing some areas falter with, you know, systemic problems with, you know, the, the way the criminal justice system set up? Um, have we gotten to that dream or what do we still need to do to, to realize that dream? Um, I, I, I think, I think we're further than what we was, you know, in, in Dr. King's days, certainly as far as uh, recognizing people just just as uh, individuals more than color. But we still have that uh, ugly element out there and, and it's so powerful that that, that it, it really overshadows uh, many of the good um, people that's working hard every day to break these barriers down. And, and um, until we really get a handle on that, you know, across this country, um, it, it's really going to give us some problems. You know, it's going to rear its ugly head and, and and, 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 you know, so for us as politicians and leaders in the community, we, we study have to, you know, keep keep pushing at it, um, you know, direct action and and uh, really speaking on 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 things that, you know, even if it gets uncomfortable, um, as, as Dr. King always did, was in a peaceful way. Well, and I think part of it, too, is a level of empathy that um, needs to be part of all this equation. Right. Uh, and getting people who may not come from certain backgrounds be it a, a, a class issue more than a race issue, it Absolutely. seems, right? I mean, because there's uh, plenty of uh, you know, white people who come from poverty as well. Um, so, you know, having having that empathy, uh, is that something else that we need to strive more for to better yeah. understand where other yeah. people are coming yeah. from? Yeah, absolutely, because everyone doesn't come from the same space. I know coming in this 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 political field, you know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I had a long, long growing curve but but it was good and 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 you know i i tell people every day man if if i was around some of this when i was 18 19 heck i'd probably be running for governor or something crazy because <laughs> hey, still not too late because no no but but because the reason why i say that because you know the more we expose our our young people to politics, to 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 uh, architecture and engineer, I sit in those hands and means for this railroad. And oh, I'm such sure, an awe, yeah. You know, and I'm I like, bet. oh my god, I wish I would have done this when I was 18, yeah. 19 years old. So you know, we've really seen people um, um, uh, minds turning and really yeah. doing that. Um, Lanford High School is doing a great job getting back into the trades, uh, working with O'Shea and Solid Ground Solutions. Um, Southeast is getting going. Um, um, so, so we just gotta keep keep working at it. And I think I think uh, you know, as a young leader, we're bringing more and more energy. Um, the message today is, you know, uh, with new energy, the the dream will live on. And and that's what I'm working on. Just keep getting the people involved in in, in not only politics but the community. Um, and and as we really start um, helping our elders out who've been at this a long, long mm-hmm. time, um, you know, we'll be able to close the gap. It's uh, fascinating to see uh, the the young voices coming out. We've talked with uh, Dominic Watson, uh, for instance, uh, and uh, the Springfield Black Chamber of Commerce and all the projects they've got going on with the Springfield Project as well. Going to take a break, but coming back, I want to talk about uh, this program with the cannabis tax revenue and uh, the various places it's 
being focused. Uh, so we'll talk about that coming up next on the WMAY Morning News Feed with Springfield Alderman Sean Gregory. Stay tuned for that. Back with Alderman Sean Gregory on the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop at 754. Alderman, we've talked about this in the past, but uh, cannabis tax revenue going to uh, help uh, the community. Uh, Tell us what the latest is and... um, uh, what we already have in place, and how much money is involved here? Sure, sure. When 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 the uh, governor made this this industry legal back when he first was elected, uh, it took a little time, but but we had a total amount of approximately a million dollars, and and uh, me and now uh, Senator Turner, um, we we formed a legislation or ordinance that that allocated half of the funding, or one point five of the three percent. Uh, that the city charges for that product uh, uh, to a certain boundaries on the east side. Because um, the other half goes to like pensions and uh, public works or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't don't get me going. <laughs> but 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 um, this this particular half, which gives us about four hundred forty five thousand, we we placed it right now anyway. We placed it over to certain boundaries on the east side that had the lowest you know uh, income disparities, uh, housing matters. Uh, it, really, the worst part of our city that needs some some growth. So we put it in a two programs. One was the owner occupied home redevelopment. We put a hundred thousand dollars into that. Um, residents can in, from that area can um, apply for up to twenty five thousand dollars for exterior home redevelopment, um, and then. And we put um, the the other amount, uh, approximately three hundred fifty thousand, into uh, business uh, um, assistance, so to speak. Um, and um, that um, some of the details with that is it was for fifty one percent minorities. You only have to put in ten percent into escrow, so you're not losing any money. And for people who will, will even struggle with that, we match it up with the Justine Peterson program to allow loans um, to help anyone who's struggling with 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 that piece of it. Um, so what, what it, new and existing businesses you can use for equipment, you can use a land acquisition, pretty much anything uh, as long as you're committed to um, bringing uh, tax revenue uh, um, to that area and uh, brick and mortar type of uh, uh, situation. So it's not like somebody can get the the dollars and then move out of the area, right? right? right they right. have to stay in the area. So there are some agreements that they have Absolutely. to comply Absolutely. with. Very carefully thought. The application is, is as simple as possible. We, we really didn't want to make it hard or put a bunch of rules in it or nothing. We actually put an asterisk by uh, uh, some of the the things because we want to take some things case by case um, um, as we want to we want to make sure that this this fund really does the best we can. Well, and, and it's from, this is from the city's Correct. cannabis tax Correct. dollar portion. Correct. Is Correct. that right? Um, so the added tax that the city has on Correct. cannabis. What about the, the dollars from the states, from the state tax? You guys get a, a portion of that for the city, right? Um, there, there is supposed to be uh, 8% left over after all the bills, you know, all the programs that was given out. I think the state has committed like $20 million to the R3 program. Uh, yeah, um, I th- 40 plus plus 30 million right, i think right. so I mean, and ultimately it's a quarter of every state cannabis tax right. dollar goes to that right. and you're looking at i think like close to uh, 140 plus yeah. Bill, yeah. million dollars yeah. i can't i don't have yeah. the stats in front of me but still that's yeah. going to different cool. types of programs right. this is separate from right. that yeah so this is the 8% is, is is supposed to be put into the local distributive fund um after everything and, and split out throughout the whole city so that um i don't think that'll give us as much as the 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 percentage that the city is is, sure. is charging but um you know we, we have our eyes on that too just to make sure that we're 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 gonna um you know 
stay in to the intent of the law. Sure. Uh, Alderman Sean Gregory with us in just a, a little bit, about a minute and a half sure. here. Um, we've got the uh, the budget season coming up. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> any uh, more discussions about how to use those federal tax dollars? Right now, $15 million in the bank. you got $17 million coming more. So, Well, you know me. I'm rubbing, I'm rubbing my hands together. I have a, a wealth of ideas I've heard from the community, and, and, and they – you know they really want us to 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 focus on you know more and more home uh, you know home redevelopment owner occupied redevelopment our lots um, the treasury just just opened up their uh, final That's rule right. yeah. and opened it up for us to use it on blighted Got properties a whole and bunch lots. of things yeah so, so that just oh my goodness I sent I seen that and I just about jumped out of my seat so um, because that's going to help us tremendously um, get some things done plus a, a beautiful partnership with the you know local uh, uh, operating engineers here so so that's going to help us save money so i have some you know great plans um uh, the mayor's outlined his, his his game plan of what he wanted to do so we'll come back we'll look at it i'm sure everybody have amendments and certainly i will looking forward to it and we'll of course uh, keep a close eye on it here on the wmay morning news feed alderman sean gregory greatly appreciate it yes, next sir. time let's let's carve out an hour let's do uh, it. and then we'll take some phone calls and it. have some fun let's so do it. Uh, appreciate let's do it. that <laughs>